The win streak is finally over. The Brooklyn Nets defeat the Orlando Magic. What the Magic learned and know about what they have to carry forward and why this loss was a long time in the making. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 3rd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Brooklyn Nets. Why, now the Magic know that the bigger goal is out there and achievable. And why this loss was a long way coming. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet, that's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. You can see the score over in the sidebar there. I decided to kind of sleep on this one. Give us, give us a little bit of an opportunity to kind of digest what we saw. Saturday's game was both expected in that an Orlando to Brooklyn back-to-back is heinous and stupid and should be banned from the schedule, and yet the Magic have one every other year or so. Um, It's bad. I despise this back-to-back. I looked at the schedule and said this is a schedule loss, and the game certainly played out like one. It was unexpected, though, in the way that Orlando played. And regardless of fatigue, regardless of the inability to make shots or or, or play with the, the, the... the, the necessary energy, the details this team knows it needs and, and the details that are necessary for their success were not there at all. And we'll get into some more of that later on. Um, this was a loss isn't the end of the world. You know, everyone knew they were going to lose. Again, I thought this was the game that they were going to lose and, and would, it would end the streak. It's it, losses happen in the NBA. You learn to live with them. I, I don't care that the Magic lost. I care about the way they lost. And we'll get into some of the specifics of what's been going wrong toward the end of this 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 winning streak here in a minute. But I've been making this point every single day this week. After the Charlotte game, after the two Washington games, I sat here and said, you know, are we at a point where we need to be critical of wins? where it's not necessarily the result that matters, but the way in which they do things. And to be clear, that's how the team at least says they approach these things. Now, did they correct any of it? No. But that's how this team says they're approaching things. Because, ladies and gentlemen, 
before we dive too deep into this game, let's take a moment to recognize what the Magic accomplished over the last two weeks. In a nine-game win streak, not only did the Magic take care of their business, sweep a six-game homestand, um, beat the Celtics, beat the Nuggets, beat the Bulls twice on clutch shots from their two young stars. Paolo Bancaro winning Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Franz Wagner may win Eastern Conference Player of the Week this week. Um, the Magic accomplished a lot. But the most important thing they accomplished, the most important thing they showed, the most important thing they proved to all of us and to the rest of the NBA is that this team is a playoff team. That this is a team that is not about a nine-game win streak in December. This is a team that wants to be and has the ability to be about seven games in April. And look, we're a long way from April. That's still five months away. We're still five months from the NBA playoffs. But make no mistake about it, this Magic team views that as their goal. Views that as where they're going. And there is nothing, there is nothing that this team showed over the last two weeks to make you think otherwise. And yeah, it's easy to say that after they won, after they won all those games, but even in the first 10 games, there is nothing that this Magic team did to make you think otherwise. To make you think that this team isn't going to take that step and isn't going to be a team that's competing in the playoffs. To be sure, Orlando's already thinking about it too. Franz Wagner said after the game, you know, you know, we, we can reflect a little bit on what we've accomplished, but we're not here to play our best basketball in December. The goal is to keep getting better and to peak in April, to peak in the playoffs when things matter. And yeah, Orlando's going to have to manage this really difficult next two months of the schedule, and they're going to have to find ways to stay above water and stay in the race and give themselves a chance when we all know what's coming after the All-Star break, a very favorable schedule that this team has shown through this difficult part of the schedule that they can definitely take advantage of. There's an eight-game homestand coming up at the after the All-Star break, everyone. So you thought the six-game homestand was fun. Wait till, wait till the eight-game homestand. Um, this Magic team knows it is playoff ready. Not playoff ready. It is ready to make that push, to be on that level. And now we have to adjust our expectations and how we view this team accordingly. Now we have to look at this team not as a plucky underdog or an up-and-comer, but as a team that opponents are going to be geared up to play. A team that everyone views as a potential contender, as a team they have to be up for, that they have to be ready for. The Magic have reached that level. They got one of the best defenses in the league, despite how much they've struggled of late. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, they've got an offense that can be very scary. That can be very bad, but it can also be very scary. They've got two budding stars that you have to pay attention to, and you have to figure out a way to slow down. This team, we knew had all the pieces. We just didn't know how fast 
it would come together. And so as we look to the next three quarters of the season, because we're at the quarter or at the 20 game mark, I, I count 21 games as the quarter mark of the season. So after Wednesday, we will be at the quarter mark of the season. We'll do our quarter review uh, probably later in the week. Um, I may I may sneak it in there Tuesday. We'll, we'll, we'll do we'll get to our quarter review very, very soon. But this Magic team has taken some critical steps forward, has proven its playoff worthiness, and now it's just about doing the work, being consistent, bringing the right approach and focus every day. The things that this team started to see slip toward the end of the road, uh, toward the end of the homestand, but got away with because of the opponents they were playing. Let's make this really, really clear then. Winning is not enough. This team can win. We know that. We expect them to win. We expect them to win when they don't have their best stuff. What matters moving forward now is winning the right way. Winning the magic way. Winning being the team we know they're capable of being. Whether we want to say it or not, All eyes are on April. All eyes are on game 83. And earning your way there, you got to earn your way there. Nothing is clinched yet. But all eyes are on being a team that is ready to make noise when it counts. And we got a long journey to get there. And now that this win streak is over, we can look inward again and figure out how to build another one. We'll talk a little bit about what went wrong in the Magic's loss to the Nets and why the seeds were all there long before they traveled to Brooklyn. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but we have to talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in more than a decade. That can be a little scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my parents, my sisters, or or, or someone that I love got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we can be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order today. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever. National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. 
Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. If you've been listening to the show over the last week, thank you for being an everydayer. We, we really appreciate you who listen every day. Um, and I know not, I know it's hard to listen to a five-day podcast. We're here, we're like comfort food. We're here when you need us. Um, just just kind of sit sit on the couch, grab a tub of ice cream, listen to some locked on magic. It, that, that, that's how it goes. And especially with the win streak, it's been a lot of comfort food lately. But um, if you haven't been listening, uh, you probably think everything's all hunky-dory in the Magic Kingdom. And it is. Like, things are good. I, 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 I come off alarmist. I get, I get prickly when the team is winning because the team needs, you know, I'm optimistic when the team is losing. I get prickly when the team is winning because, uh, you know, you always want to be better. And you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to get lax. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, um, you know, make, make, make these mistakes or you don't want to, uh, to, to, to lose your focus. And look toward the end of that nine game win streak, even the magic admitted they were starting to kind of lose their intensity. They were starting to lose some things and let some things slip that they were getting away with. And look, Charlotte, you know, no disrespect to Charlotte and Washington. Listen to our friends at locked on Hornets and locked on wizards. Charlotte and Washington are the kinds of teams you can make mistakes and get away with it. Orlando scored 130 points in three straight games. Their defense is certainly good enough, even when it's bad, to not give up 130 points. I mean, look at the look at the sidebar there. The Magic got destroyed on Saturday, still didn't give up 130 points. Um, that's not the standard, though. And a repeated message throughout the course of the week was we have to play to our standard. We're, you know, we're not playing the opponent, we're playing to our standard. And you know, if if that's the case, and if that's the, the 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 bar that the Magic want me as a critic, as a media member, to hold them to, they did not play to that standard in their last three games. Now, like I said, this game against the Nets had schedule loss written all over it, and Orlando to Brooklyn back to back. The Magic had played Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, so that's three games in four days. Not that a team can't handle that and the Magic certainly can, could handle it um, or handle it better than they did. Uh, but that is a lot. Um, no doubt about it, that is a lot. And, and especially with the travel, you know, look, Orlando, the, the Magic players were booking it. I've never seen the Magic try and leave after a win faster than Friday night at the Amway Center against the Wizards. They were trying to get out and get on that plane and get to Brooklyn as quick as possible, try and get some sleep uh, and build toward, uh, build toward the, the game. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of the things that Brooklyn took advantage of were not about tired legs. The fourth quarter, sure. You know, and, and you know, look, Orlando Orlando cut the lead. They were down by 25 in the first half. They cut the lead down to, to nine. Um, knocked on the door. Almost had the lead down to seven. Uh, and then you could start to see the legs go away. You could start to see the team lose some of the energy, lose some of the willingness to get to the basket and be physical. Um, that that got them back in the game. Uh, and and that's the part that was expected. Like if this game came down in the fourth quarter, a loss was really likely. And, you know, as much as the magic, you know, magic lost by 28 and, and that's a fair result. And the Knicks deserved to win and, and, and were by far the better team on the evening. The magic let go of the rope because of fatigue. And, and that's okay. I don't care that they lost by 28. What I care about is they did not start the game with any energy. And that, that, that part has no excuse. Orlando gave up 41 points. They're down 21 af, uh, after the, the first quarter. They gave up or 43 points. They're down. You know, they're down big after the first quarter. 
Macau Bridges at 26 of his 42 in the first quarter outscored the Magic by four. Um, and, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily that Macau Bridges was doing anything crazy. Like, he made some crazy, he made some good shots, but it was the Nets beating the Magic down the floor in transition. It was Orlando looking to the refs for calls when they couldn't hit shots around the rim, and Orlando really struggled in the paint throughout the first half. Um, it was the Nets playing a physical brand of defense, you know, doing what Washington did, showing a lot of bodies uh, at them, uh, cutting off the middle, um, you know, triple teaming anyone who got into the middle, essentially, and, and believing that they could spray out and defend the three-point line. It was them getting out in transition, scoring in the paint, lazy fouling from Orlando. These are things that the Magic were doing, especially against the Wizards, especially on Friday night, um, that cost them. Now, look, Orlando gave 117 points to Charlotte on Sunday. That that ended up being an okay defensive game. The Magic had a 110 defensive rating. But the bottom line is this. In four of the Magic's last five games, Orlando's given up a defensive rating worse than their season average. Uh, against the Wizards on Friday, especially, the Magic really, really, really slipped. Um, let me pull up my numbers here. The Nets in this game on Saturday scored 56 points in the paint. The Wizards had 54 in the paint on Friday and 52 in the paint on Wednesday. And look, Washington's a very fast-paced team, so take some of that with a grain of salt. The Magic for the season now are 11th in the league, giving up 38 points in the paint per game. At the end of the day, the Magic's defense is about one thing, preventing points at the, in the paint. If Brooklyn hits a bunch of threes, and, and, and you know the Magic gave up a lot of threes early in the game, but they largely did a good job defensively the rest of the game. I think Brooklyn was 8 for 24 after the first half. You can live with that. Um, and Brooklyn is a heavy three-point shooting team. They're going to get their, they're going to get those shots up. You live with some of those makes against them. But what you can't do is give up points to the paint and then put them at the line. Washington took 30 free throws in both games. Washington is one of the worst teams at getting to the line in the league. Brooklyn. Also not a great team at getting the line. Took 31 free throws with Macau Bridges taking 18. Quite simply, a lot of these fouls, and there are some phantom calls. I'm not going to sit here and say the refs were perfect. They rewarded the more aggressive team. Brooklyn was more aggressive, more physical. They got the benefit of the doubt on the on the whistle. That's fine. I'll live with that. Um, But a lot of this was just late swipes, not being in position. And some of that's fatigue. Some of that's not being in the right spot, but... That happened Wednesday, that happened Friday, that happened Saturday. That's three straight games where the Magic did not live up to their defensive ability, did not do the job they needed to do. It's it's frankly that simple. Orlando giving up more than 30 points in three quarters of a four-quarter game. And again, the third quarter, the Magic showed us they had the energy in them all along to play the kind of defense we know they're capable of. A 34-25 fourth quarter, a third quarter, Got the Magic back in the game. Made it a game. And look, Spencer Dinwiddie made some, made some tough shots, some tough runners down the stretch of that third quarter. He scored a, the 11, final 11 points for the Nets in the quarter. Helped stretch the lead back from 9 back out to 15. Um, Orlando lost the plot a little bit. But it honestly still just came down to the Magic didn't have the defensive attention to detail that they need. And this is the biggest concern. You know, look, will the Magic's offense travel? They were fantastic offensively um, at home. They have not been fantastic offensively on the road. 
that's, you know, your road, your defense is supposed to travel. And the fact of the matter is the Magic didn't play good defense this week. They were not sharp. They were not in tune. They, are, they, they let a lot of defensive things slip, and, and they noted that after the game. You know, they'll have a practice on Monday. They'll have a practice on Tuesday before they head to Cleveland to start getting that defense right. Um, and, and a game against Detroit on Friday to help get that defense right. Um, they've got work to do. That's the bottom line. They've got to get back to playing Magic Basketball. And what is Magic Basketball? We saw it in the third quarter. In the third quarter, Magic Basketball is tough, disruptive defense. Orlando forced five turnovers in the third quarter. They still gave up 50% shooting, by the way, but only six free throw attempts. Orlando got downhill into the paint. Orlando outscored Brooklyn 16-10 to 10 in the paint on 8-for-12 shooting in the paint. In that quarter, they limit fast break points. They limit second chance opportunities. Magic basketball is really so much about the basics. Defend your paint. Win the paint on both sides. Defend your paint. Be disruptive and energetic defensively. Run when you can. Be patient when you're when you can. Be patient when when running isn't there. It's not hard. This bas- this team's style is not tricky. But they haven't been playing that way. You know they've been doing parts of it. You know again the, my my old analogy, the Magic have to you know do five or six things every game to win. And right now they can pro- against the bad teams they can do two or three of them and be fine. Against quality opponents, and look, Brooklyn is a 500-ish team right now. They're they're a playoff they're a playoff capable team. Against a playoff capable team like Brooklyn, they still got to do four or five of those five or six things, or three. You know, they have to do more of those things. And so, what they were able to get away with against Charlotte and Washington, they weren't able to get away with against Brooklyn. It goes back to that overall message, the overall message of the show. Now that the win streak is over, we are not playing Brooklyn in December. We are preparing for Boston, for Milwaukee, for Philadelphia, for New York, for Indiana, for Atlanta, for Cleveland, for Brooklyn, for Miami. We're preparing for April. And I said this, I know I said this after the Charlotte game, after the two Washington games, and I'll certainly say it after the Brooklyn game, that kind of effort isn't going to get the job done in the playoffs. And you're going to have slips here and there. It's okay. It's a long season. But this has been a week where the Magic have not played playoff-capable basketball. They're talented enough to win. And that is the trade. That is that is what this team has to learn. We are good enough to win night in and night out. But we have to be good enough to win in April. We have to be good enough to win in May. We have to be good enough to win for Mission 83. And that's the challenge for this team right now is to understand you are not playing the opponent in front of you. You're playing what's coming down the road and the intensity you're going to need coming down the road. Obviously, you don't want to hit like peak intensity, but you got to know what you're good at and be really good at it. And, And frankly, this week, the Magic were not good at that. When we come back, we'll go through the final box score, break down a little bit more about this game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. The weather has gotten a little bit cooler. It's, it's starting to cool down a little bit here in Central Florida. I know we don't get the seasons like everyone else, but NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks 
on bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They even have NBA award odds right now. I checked them over the weekend. Jamal Mosley, now the co-favorite for Coach of the Year alongside Mark Daniel of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Definitely, definitely, definitely going to be in some award mixes here. A lot of people giving Cole Anthony some buzz for Sixth Man of the Year. Mo Wagner's gotten some buzz. You know, I've seen uh, Franz Wagner up for most improved player. There's there's a lot of opportunities to find good value bets for the Magic over on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Keep, keep your NBA season going. Keep your NFL season going. Be in on the action. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, as, as we always do after every game, let's go through the final box score, talk a little bit about individuals in this game. Uh, like I said, um, I don't care that the Magic got blown out. Um, I, I half expected that, and, and I half expected what we saw in the fourth quarter. Um, the Magic the magic just ran out of juice, and you could feel it. They were missing shots. Um, you know, They're missing quality looks. They weren't as willing to get to the basket as they were earlier in the game. Um that's fine. A blowout in the fourth quarter. I know that's exactly what happened in the first game in Brooklyn. That game did not have this excuse, but um, look, this this was a tough road trip. This was a tough game. Um, and so on, in one respect, I would say look at the final score and don't panic. It's it, Games like this happen, maybe not this bad, but games like this happen and getting beat 31-16 in the fourth quarter, that that wasn't a huge surprise considering the amount of energy the Magic had to expend just to make this game interesting. Um, the disappointing part is that the Magic clearly showed us they had the energy to play their style of basketball uh, in the third quarter. They played with urgency. They played with intensity. They were more aggressive. They you know, didn't get to the line a lot that quarter, but they were putting pressure on the rim. They were moving the ball. They were defending at the way that, in the way that we know they're capable of defending. It was a it was a strong, strong, strong effort for Orlando in the third quarter. The third quarter, there is a lot for this Magic team to be proud of, and we can you know they could at least point to that and say that's that's our style. We could still play it. The disappointing part is that's how they should have played the whole game. They did not come out with that that intensity at all in the first quarter, and you know if they if they play. Magic basketball in the first quarter where they got outscored 43 to 22. Again, McAl Bridges at 26 of his 42 points in that quarter. If they play with that intensity and focus and determination in the first quarter, this is a very different game. And look, the Magic may still lose. They may still run out of gas the way that they did in the fourth quarter. But so much of what this Magic team is about is about effort, intensity, and energy. And the Magic didn't play that way in the first quarter. That's where they lost the plot. That's where they lost the game, is in the first quarter. So, how do the Magic get that back? How do the Magic, you know, you know, teams know that, I mean, teams know the Magic are going to play hard now. They're going to get hit in the first quarter. Another thing that's been a struggle for the Magic of late is they're getting beaten first quarters all of a sudden. They they were the best first and you know the best second quarter team for sure in the league, but they were one of the best first quarter teams in the league. 
their starters are getting worked routinely. They're 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 facing early deficits to both games in Washington, to Charlotte, to Boston back back on Friday, back a couple weeks ago. Their uh, Denver, I think, took a lead. Their starting lineup has started to kind of break apart a little bit. Um, and you know, I don't, you know, they're winning enough right now that I don't think you necessarily change things. But you look at the overall ratings, and even during the win streak, it wasn't good. And so the Magic have to make sure they get off to better starts. Again, you can get away with a bad start against uh, against a Charlotte, against a Washington. Again, no offense to those teams. Like, I'm sorry, I just I'm got to speak some truth there. Um, this team has problems, and you know their bench is so good. You don't want to disrupt that flow and, and that energy. Their bench is so good that it doesn't matter. Um, or that it hasn't mattered. They they're able to blow out. T- you know, Boston doesn't have a good bench. Orlando was you know especially when Porzingis went down. Derek White had some injury issues. Drew Holiday didn't play. That Celtics team was already pretty thin. The Magic bench took advantage of that. The Magic depth won that game. Um, you know, Washington and, and Charlotte do not have the depth that the Magic have, and they were able to kind of roll roll them up a little bit off the bench. And look, Brooklyn didn't have a great bench either. They scored only. Uh, 25 points off the bench. Cole Anthony and Mo Wagner had that combined with 38. <laughs> um, so again, the bench, the Magic's bench does fine. <laughs> um, it, that, that's, that's not the problem. Uh, the problem is Orlando has to start on the right foot. They have to start on a more aggressive foot. They have to start at least on even footing. And, and, and consistently now, they're having to battle back. And, and in this game, really nobody kind of brought it. Um, you know, I think Paolo, we'll get to, let's get to some individual scores. Paolo, Paolo ended up having a nice game, 19 points, six for 15 shooting, seven for nine from the foul line, 10 rebounds, eight assists. Um, the stats look really good. And I really liked how he played after that first quarter. Um, he was a big part of pacing the magic through the second quarter, kind of keeping them in the game. Uh, you know, did his, you know, I, I think he understood that this was a game where he had to kind of pick up his energy and try and carry them a little bit. And, he just may not be developed enough to do that kind of stuff yet. Um, that that might honestly be the truth. Is that he's just not developed enough to do that. Um, and, and that's okay. Learn he has to learn how to do that. So you, you could live with that. But early on, especially first quarter, he was one for five. He was trying to get to the basket, trying to get downhill. Uh, couldn't get foul calls. I don't think he took a free throw. Yeah, he took three free throws in the first quarter. So, you know, he's getting a little bit of contact. But you could see he was very frustrated with the lack of calls and lack of lack of officiating uh, on him. Um, it was it was a t- it was a tough battle. It was a tough, tough thing for him. Um, Franz Wagner, also a really nice game statistically. 20 points, 6 for 16 shooting, 2 for 3 from 3, 6 for 6 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, you see these guys can still put up numbers and – Franz had nine of those points on three for six shooting, including five rebounds, four assists in the third quarter. He was a big part of why the Magic were able to climb back in the game and just he just made a lot of plays. But Brooklyn, I think, did a really good job keeping him from getting all the way to the basket. And Franz took some awkward mid-range jumpers, which he never does. He doesn't really take those mid-range jumpers anymore um, because they were able to use size to keep him from getting to the basket. A couple early blocks did a lot to deter the Magic here. Uh, and Orlando just did not get the the force and the push downhill that they typically need to to be successful and to, to be the kind of team that that we know that they can be and that they have to be uh, to to be success be successful and to and to, to to do what they do. Um, again, it, 
the, the Magic starters, those two guys scored 39 points. They were in desperate need of some help. You know, Goga Batadze left the game in the second quarter with it with a uh, or left the game in the third quarter after tweaking his knee. He looked fine. I don't think it'll be anything crazy with him. He only had three points, five rebounds, one for six shooting. And again, all those shots are right at the rim. He was over two in the first quarter, over three in the second. Um, you know, just miss, you know, missing your first five shots when you're only scoring on putbacks, that's really tough. Uh, and, and so, you know, Magic didn't have that outlet. Um, you know, they, Jalen Suggs at seven points on three for seven shooting. He was struggling with foul trouble. You know, you, you, big part of the team picked up a couple cheap fouls uh, in the first quarter, um, you know, and then was struggling to stay on the court again. Magic were just slow defensively in general. Um, so not having Jalen running around and, and being himself, you could see what happens to the team when that happens. And, and, and again, the defense was not good in this game. Off the bench, Cole Anthony, 20 points, eight for 16 shooting, two for six from three. Uh, five rebounds for him, you know, just did a good job pacing the magic scoring wise. Um, you know, again, so much of this was the magic were trying to make up so much ground. Um, you know, defense was, it wasn't optional, but it was inconsistent. And Orlando was putting a lot of his energy to try and get back into this game that, you know, they, they, they got close. They, they almost made this game. They're down by nine. They were down by 10 in the third quarter and Gary Harris missed a three. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie hit a shot. And that's when he kind of knew it was like, okay, the magic are kind of low on energy right now. And it wasn't a good three. Like the, Gary Harris had a couple shots, and you know Gary Harris two for eight, four points in this game. Both of those scores were dunks. He was over five from three. Gary Harris is really struggling right now uh, with his shot. Um, and you know you trust him; he's a veteran; he's going to get right. But there's there's definitely a level that that the Magic are struggling to get to and struggling to get above right now that they have to they have to figure out. Just plain and simple, they have to figure out. Mo Wagner, another really nice game, 18 points, six for nine shooting, four for five from the foul line. He was the monster just keeping this team in it uh, in the second quarter. He took he took a couple charges in the third quarter that really energized the team and really made you believe, like, okay, this team's going to come back. They're going to be fine. Um, but Mo does what he does really well, rolls hard to the basket, finishes soft around the rim. Um, just, again, just doing Mo Wagner things, just really, really well. But at the end of the day, the Magic simply didn't shoot well enough. 40.2% from the floor. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the, the, the paint points a lot. Orlando got outscored in the paint 56-46. Orlando was 23 for 48 in the paint. In the first half, they were outscored 32 to 20, 10 for 30 in the paint. So 10 for 30 in the paint in the first half, um, 13 for 18 in the second half. You want to know why the Magic were able to climb at least a little bit back into this game? That's the reason why. So I watched that first half and I was like, you know, the magic shot quality isn't bad. They're getting decent looks. There's some frustration maybe with some of the physicality and some of the lack of foul calls. Um, Brooklyn did a good job contesting shots at the rim, but Orlando was getting the kind of shots that they normally get. Um, you know, if they, you know, 48s maybe a little bit low on field goal attempts in the paint. Orlando took 27 free throw attempts. 29 threes is about their average, so I'm not going to be complaining about that. Nine for 29 from three isn't terrible for this group. Um, you know, it, Brooklyn is a high volume three point shooting team. They shot 14 for 34. That's a really good percentage. Don't get me wrong, but holding Brooklyn to just 34 three point attempts is a good thing. And, you know, unless again, the, the paint scoring is the problem, which it was the free throws were the problem, which it was holding Brooklyn to the 34 three point attempts was really good. Brooklyn was six for eight from three early. And that's why this thing got out of hand is Brooklyn was making a lot of threes. But to be, have them go 18 for 26 the rest of the, or eight for 26 the rest of the way, the Magic's defense at least did that part. Now, granted, Brooklyn was getting to the paint a lot. 
And that's the part the Magic have to cut out. And that's that's the central theme of this Magic team is win the paint. Orlando didn't win the paint. Predictably, they lost. That's how this goes. Um, and so, and so, you know, so Orlando has to be better defensively. They have to play more intense defense. They have to be ready from the tip. And frankly, they just weren't. They, they, they got punched in the mouth in this game. Brooklyn was determined to win this game after their loss to Charlotte on Wednesday uh, or Thursday, whenever that game was. Um, and they they punched Orlando in the mouth. And Orlando, it, Orlando staggered. It took them a while to find their groove again. And, and by the time they did, they were in a big, big hole. And, you know, again, I give a lot of credit. This team kept fighting through the second and third quarter. They tried to make this a game. Um, you know, they certainly gave themselves an opportunity to make this a game. And then they kind of ran out of gas. And so if this were if this were a game played with the Magic having a day of rest in between, a chance to get their legs under them, it's a very, very different game. So uh, again, I am not so concerned with the result. The result does not bother me. I don't necessarily, you know, I care that the Magic lost, but it's this game was not about winning or losing. This game ultimately came down to energy and effort. And the Magic were going to lose that in the fourth quarter regardless because of the travel. They didn't have it from the start. And that's the concern. And that's the part that this team has to make sure it changes. And I'll, I'll expect a much more concerted effort against a team again in Cleveland that is very big and very good at defending the paint. Going to be a challenge for them to get ready for Wednesday's game against the Cavaliers. Once again, the Orlando Magic fall to the Brooklyn Nets 129-101. to Orlando back in action Wednesday in Cleveland against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the podcasts to your podcast and your list of devices as well as watch us on YouTube. You can check us out there as well. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll be chatting today on, on a subject that I talked about last week on the podcast about the Magic's pace and their and their ability to increase the pace. I'll also have a video coming up on my Patreon page discussing the Magic's use of pace as well. You can check that out at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And if you like the content there, please feel free to subscribe. I truly appreciate your support. I'm hoping to take some road trips later on this year. And I'm also hoping uh, to be on the road for the playoffs when, when, when we get there. So your support uh, on the Patreon page certainly helps me accomplish those goals and helps make coverage here that much better. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to check out the Locked On Today YouTube channel as well, the first 24-7 streaming channel uh, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me of Locked On and the national show. It's going to be a lot going on Sunday with college football playoff. I'm getting ready to watch that, see, see where Northwestern's going to bowl, bowl games, see who's coming to Orlando, um, as well as, of course, NFL Sunday as well. Go to the Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.